welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Managed Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destin for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I'm so excited today because I am in an amazing networking group, and it's a one-day event called Potapalooza, and it's all kinds of podcasters, people who have podcasts, people who just want to be guests on podcasts to get their message out, and I have the absolute honor to visit with Steve Lowell today and share his magic Steve, I love the fact that we both know Jack Canfield and Kevin Harrington, two absolute power players in the world. Yeah, beautiful people, both of them. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You're in Ottawa, Canada, right? Are you in Ottawa? Ottawa, Canada, born and raised, been here forever. And at this time of the year, I wonder why. Um, you know, this is my 60th winter here. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever spent January, February. Well, it's March now, so it's getting better. But I don't know if you've ever spent January, February in Ottawa, Canada or in Canada, it, but it is brutally cold. <laughs> so stupid question. I'm just going to put it out there. We moved a lot. So I never actually took a geography class. Yeah. Where in Canada is Ottawa? East Coast, West Coast. Okay. How about this? Do you know where New York City is? I do. Okay. And you are in where? I'm in Oklahoma. Okay. So you're going to drive to New York city. When you get there, you're going to stop and turn left and you're going to drive for 10 hours and you'll hit Ottawa. So it's straight up North of New York city, pretty much right across the border from um, Northern New York state. So uh, up there in uh, Syracuse area, straight up. So okay, we so it's are like East and Niagara Falls. Oh yes. It's East Niagara Falls by about four hours and it's about two hours West of Montreal. So in there. Okay. So you're up there and it's cold. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I was at Niagara Falls in January, a few years ago for a, yep. a funeral and um, it was really cold. So, yeah. so I can imagine you're even further into the tundra. Yeah. So January in Niagara Falls, um, you know, that's, that's like a mild and temperate compared to us. <laughs> <laughs> mild and temperate. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, it's 80 degrees here today. It was 11 last week. So we're schizophrenic in Oklahoma and that's how. Yeah, we- I understand. It's been like that all over the country. <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah. what do you do? What do you, how, how do you play with people? Wow, that's an excellent question. I play with people in all kinds of ways. So are we talking in business or? <laughs> so yeah, so in business, what I do is I work with coaches, speakers, entrepreneurs, consultants. And what I do is help them craft their message in a way that gets past their audience's intellect and into their imagination and actually becomes transformational. I help them monetize those messages and I do it in a very, very unique way. And so that's how I play with people, teach them how to stand out, you know, using very unique strategies and that kind of thing. And uh, that's how I play with them in my business and how I play with them socially. 
uh, is I help them craft their messages in a new, new unique way so that they can get past their audience's intellect into their imagination and affect change. <laughs> it's basically how I live my life. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> it's what you do, who you are. Yeah. What I do, it's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I love that imagination. Okay. So in, I, I was in federal government for many years and corporate in housing. So I just lived in a box, right? Rules, regulations, policies, procedures, every now and then they'd say, think outside the box. And I'd say, are you kidding? You spent the last 10 years putting me in this box. I don't know how to work my way out. But in these few years as an entrepreneur and with working with various coaches, hearing various speakers, I hear the term imagination a lot. Mm -hmm. And we often forget imagination because that's something little kids do. Do you find it hard with adults to get them to step back into that place of imagination and wonder and what if? Absolutely. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. You know, people have a feeling that they are, uh, there's, you know, they're destined for success, right? They, they feel that. And what happens oftentimes, and I see this and you see this, I'm, I'm certain, is let's talk about coaches as an example, because you're, you're a certified uh, Jack Canfield um, uh, coach. And so, What'll happen is this, when I'm working with coaches, I'll ask them this question. I'll say, if, if I put you up against a wall and there were 10 other coaches, just like you, so 10 other Jack Canfield certified coaches or you know what, whatever. And if I pointed to you and said, why would I pick you? In almost every case, they're gonna give me almost exactly the same answers. They'll use different words, but the answers will almost always be exactly the same. I can go through all 10 of them and the answers will be the same. And what I mean by that is this, they'll say um, things like this. I'll say, well, I'm a certified whatever. So they'll go to their certifications or their credentials. That's one category. Or they'll say, well, I have a very unique story. And that's another way that they, they differentiate. Or they'll say, well, I've been in the business for 13 years. Or they'll say, I've been there myself. Everything I work with my clients on, I've, I've done myself. Or they might say, I give very good service. I take everything personally. And generally, all the answers that I get fall into one or more of those categories. So here's where imagination gets stuck. So many people believe that those are the things that differentiate them. They think that those are the differentiators. And what happens is we get trained to call ourselves a something. And, you know, I am a coach, I'm a trainer, I'm a consultant, I'm a something. Why would I pick you? Well, because I've been in the business for 25 years and I'm certified in this and I have a very unique story. I have a very unique solution. My five pillars to this, my four secrets to that, whatever. And I give great service. Then I'll take that one, stand them aside, take the next one, say, why would I pick you? Well, because I'm a certified this, I've been in the business for 15 years. Uh, I've got my own, I've got a very unique story. I got a very unique solution. And they all use different words, but sound exactly the same. So here's what happens with where, where it's difficult for them to grasp imagination is how do you separate from that which you think you know and open the door for imagination to look for something different? So I'll give you, can I give you a quick example? Please. Okay. So when I speak on, on stages, I'm a professional speaker. I speak all over the world when I, when, and I speak about this stuff very often. So when I speak on, on a live stage, let's say there's a hundred people in the room. I'll ask this question. I'll say, Put up your hand if you or somebody you know is in the market for a tennis instructor. And so, so you know, um, I'll ask you, Jennifer, are you, do you know anybody who's in the market for a tennis instructor? No. 
No, and and no one ever is. And maybe in, you know I've done it all around the world, and maybe one hand has gone up, right? And so what I'll do is I'll say to the audience, and I'll say this to you, Jennifer. I my my guess is that either you or somebody you know is in the market for a tennis instructor right now, and you don't even know it. And I'll tell a live audience, I'll play it up a little bit, and I'll say, okay, there's a hundred people here. I'm going to say about thirty of you, you know, are in the market for a tennis instructor, or you know somebody who is. And now what's happening in your mind? You're thinking, well, how are you going to prove that? Because I am not in the market for a tennis instructor. <laughs> so I will. So I'll say this. I'll say, well, let me tell you about this guy named Brian. This, this is a true story. Brian came to me about 18 years ago, and he said, Steve, I'm I'm going to all the networking events. I'm shaking all the hands. I'm meeting all the people. I'm making all the calls but I'm not getting the business that I need. I said, well, Brian, what do you do? He says, I'm a tennis instructor. So we taught Brian this very fundamental principle about using imagination to do this. You don't actually have to be different than anybody else who does what you do. You only have to appear to be different from everybody else who does what you do. And you do that by changing your imagination or using your imagination in terms of how you think about your audience and how you speak about yourself. So if you saw Brian today, and if you were chatting with him and you, you asked him, so what do you do, Brian? His answer would be something like this. You know, oftentimes I see kids, young kids, that they have so much energy, they're bouncing off the walls and the parents get so frustrated because they have no idea what to do with these kids. He'd say, well, what I do is I take kids of any age, I bring them on a tennis court, I absolutely exhaust them and I hand them back to their parents. And then I ask the audience, put up your hand if you know somebody who might be in the market for a tennis instructor. <laughs> so Jennifer, is there anybody in your world who just might be in the market for a tennis instructor? Possibly. Possibly. Now, Possibly. this is very important because what will happen is what I'll do is I will, you know, people will put their hand up and they'll laugh and they'll put their hand up and, and I'll say, no, if, you know, if put your hand up, if, if, if even possibly put your hand up, then I'll, I'll count, you know, I said 30 and I'll count up to 40 or something, but everybody's hand is up. And here's the, 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 um, the point of that is we have this destiny for success. We know we do but we put a lack of imagination between us and our desired outcome by doing what we, what everybody has been trained to do. And the, just by using a little imagination and changing the way you think about your market, changing the way you speak about yourself can mean the difference between I'm not interested and tell me more. And this is where imagination comes in, especially in the coaching world and especially in nonfiction authors and entrepreneurs and thought leaders, because the, we are taught to craft an elevator pitch around our credentials, our experience, our solution. And then the other one is the problem we solve. And I believe this is a, another area where imagination stands in the way or a lack of imagination stands in the way and our destiny for success, because we are taught in business to solve the market's problem, recognize their problem and offer a solution. But the problem is that's what everybody does. So what we need to do is we need to release our imagination to look at a, a different level of problem. And we've got to open, we got to change the perspective of our market, not just inform them that we exist, and in order to change the perspective of our market, that's where we need to be imaginative. 
Now that was a big answer to a single question, but I hope I hope it hit the mark for you. Well, I love it because you like you do go to networking events and I'll say this for myself because I never really dreamed I was going to be an entrepreneur. Like I always wanted to help people. I always did the training and the speaking at work, whatever came out. I, one time they were like, Hey, Jennifer, there's a conference and you're going to go speak on homelessness. And I was like, I don't know anything about homelessness, but I researched it. And I was on a panel about homelessness. I worked in housing. So, you know, it kind of fit a little bit. Hmm. And so I step into this world of entrepreneurship. I don't even know what a business coach is. I literally tripped into one walking out of a chamber of commerce event. And this whole time it's been, how do you pigeonhole? I'm going to use that term. How do you pigeonhole yourself? So people know who you are and what you do. And I love the fact that you're just kicking that whole idea to the curb and saying, no, how do you do it differently? And I, I love the analogy of the tennis coach. And I was sitting there thinking, how am I going to reframe what I say that I do? <laughs> right. And well, you see, and this is a good thing. I'm very happy that you're thinking that, Jennifer, because that is the seed of imagination. Um, you know, in order to, this is my experience, and, and maybe you can guide me on this because you're the expert in this, but my experience has been imagination and creativity doesn't descend upon demand. Imagination and creativity for me de descends or appears um, when I, when there's a problem that needs to be solved and I've exhausted every other avenue I can think of to solve it. And what happens to me is when the logic runs out and I got nothing else left, then the, if I just release myself and, and allow the imagination to descend from wherever it comes from, it usually does. But if I, if I hunt it, if it's like grabbing water, it's like trying to, you know, put your hand in a pool and grab a fistful of water. I find for me, imagination and creativity is like that. I have to, I have to sort of allow it to come, come to me. And I need to, I need to, I've learned that I need to trust that that's actually going to happen at some point. But I love what you just said, because it starts the process of thinking imaginatively when you realize that you have a problem that you never actually knew you had. That's the skill as entrepreneurs and coaches that we need to have. We need to help our, our audiences, our prospects, our market. We need to bring their awareness to a problem they never even knew existed. And that's the problem we solve. And that's how we stand out. Wow. So on imagination, um, I find sometimes that if I walk away from the problem and do something else, the solution comes. And so if I am on my computer and I'm trying to decide, you know, like what should I record for a podcast or how should I craft this workshop? I do a lot of uh, training workshops on, you know, leadership skills, how to do things better. And I will just like, like you say, I just, it, it won't come. It's like the more I think about it, the, the harder it is. And I'm a baker and, and this actually evolved into an actual baking business, but I would go in the kitchen and I would bake something. And as I was baking, now I know never to be in there without my phone where I can record notes or a pad and mm -hmm. pen. As I'm like knee deep in batter or frosting or whatever it is I'm working on, the answer will come. Mm. 
And so it's kind of like you need to, to step away and do something creative. Like baking is a creative activity. Um, I love James Malinchak and he always uses the uh, example of, you know, if I give you a recipe how to bake chocolate chip cookies, you can bake chocolate chip cookies. Well, that's sort of true, right? Because not everybody can follow a recipe and have it come out, right? So I have to like take that with a little bit of grain of salt. But there's something about doing something else separate and apart from whatever problem you're trying to solve. And your miraculous subconscious just keeps working on it. Let me ask you this question, Jennifer, where do you think imagination comes from? Uh, I think a lot of it is divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think- I, I'm not sure. I asked that question whenever I, I have this type of conversation. I like to ask that question because I'm curious as to where the common source is, where, you know, where people generally think it comes from. So I think part of it is a little bit of divine inspiration. You know, it's your intuition and it's, it's kind of fed. And I think also our subconscious is so brilliant. It is putting pieces together that you wouldn't normally think go together. Hmm. Uh, And that's kind of like, you know, being creative and inventive. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try it this way. I never thought I was a creative person and I took a cake decorating class and the teacher came over and I'm decorating my first cake. And this was just a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, this just looks terrible. I just, I'm so embarrassed. And she was like, oh, it's perfect. You know, add a little this and that. And, and lo and behold, my cake was beautiful. And I, she said, you're so creative. And in, immediately I am not creative at all. No, I'm not. And she was you are, your cake looks beautiful. How can you say that? And I said, well, it looks just like the picture. And she said, no, it doesn't. Cause the picture is a white cake and you made a sunshine yellow cake. You know, mm. that was my frosting color. And I said, well, that doesn't really matter. And she goes, oh yeah. When I first started, if it wasn't identical to the picture, I wasn't happy. So mm. you've already stepped out of the box. And it was like, oh, I'm going to step into this new me that maybe I am creative. Well, I see, I love what you just said as well. And, and here's why, if I take what you just said and, and um, apply it in sort of a, a business setting, like I was talking about coaches and remember I said, you, you know, we need to bring the audiences or the customer's awareness to a problem they never knew they had. Well, the other part of that is becoming aware of yourself that you have magic that you never knew you had. And, and to be truly able, I believe, to manifest that destiny for success is to match those two together. We need, we need to, I put it this way. We need to demonstrate a unique understanding of our market's world from a perspective they have never considered before. And then we need to bring our magic into that world and solve a problem that they were previously unaware of. And so all of that together goes in, uh, in perfectly in line with what you were saying, because earlier you said, oh, now I'm thinking about how I can differentiate myself. I brought your awareness to a problem that you didn't really know existed as, as acutely as you are now. And now you just confirmed in this story, you just confirmed acknowledgement that maybe you do have creativity and, you, and, and imagination. And you've also confirmed that you believe it's divinely orchestrated. 
So how on earth can that be a failing recipe? How does one not reach their destiny for success when they can employ that th those beliefs, you see? And so I, this is why I love the work that you're doing is because you're doing this for people with your, with your work, with your podcast and the work you're doing with Jack Hanfield, even your baking work applies creativity, applies imagination, and it stands as an example of what's possible for others. And I just, I just think that's really great. Well, thank you. And I love how you just put everything together, right? You put it together in a very succinct manner. It's not just like a bowl of stew. It is like succinct and, and, and moving forward. So if I were going to want to work with you or somebody listening to the podcast, We'll have all your contact information in the show notes, but just tell us, how, how do you work with entrepreneurs and coaches and leaders? So there's a couple of ways that we work with people, basically three options. One is a one-on-one -on -one arrangement where, you know, it's one-on-one -on -one mentorship. Uh, we have, you know, that available. And then we have group programs um, with groups of, you know, 15 to 20 people over a course of 12 months to do certain very specific things. Um, and then we've got uh, some online uh, courses, you know, and all of this content is available on my website at stevelowell.com. And um, there's some, you know, evergreen webinars there that people can see, and there's some workbooks and people can, can see. So it, it, it's all there, but it's, um, it's a different kind of work than, than I've seen anybody else do. My, my methodology is called deep thought strategy. And the reason it's called deep thought strategy is the short version of the story is my business was at a plateau for many years and I was doing okay, but I wanted to do better than okay. And I couldn't get past this plateau. And then I met my wife, Jane, seven or eight years ago, and she is a magnificent businesswoman. She ran an eight figure business until she retired from it in 2010 and went into coaching. And then all of a sudden my business started to flourish and we started traveling the world and we, you know, we crashed through that, you know, that elusive seven figure barrier and all of those things happened but I didn't feel like I was doing anything different than I was doing before. So I took a look back at what we did and I, I mapped it out into something that I call the repumeter. I'm known around the world as the repumeter guy. And, and uh, you know, I'm not going to show you that here another time we can, but all of that to say that I mapped all of that stuff out. And now what I do is I take what we did and using the methodology, I show other people how they can do it exactly the way we, we did it. So everything that I teach people, we have done. Everything that I've created, I created. It's my own intellectual property. So everything that we, when we bring people in, they go through something they've never gone through before because it's never been offered this way before, as far as I know. So that's how we work with people. I love it. And we'll drop your link in the show notes so people can easily cool. get to you. Steve, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your insights. You gave me a lot to think about, and I'm sure the audience will have a lot. to. Oh, think I'm sorry about that. I hate it when people do that to me. I oh. know <laughs> it was wonderful. Thank you everyone for joining. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destin for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi and I look forward to connecting with you soon.